0: Welcome to The Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. Record. All right, and we're back with a new episode of The Creative Brew. We're here at Panels Comics and Coffee Bar here in Oceanside, California. They're always been a a great partner for The Creative Brew podcast. Uh, if you're in the area, please check them out. They're right off of Mission Avenue. And like I said, I'll always say be an advocate for your, any small business, local coffee shops. Like I said, they're the, the lifeblood of any community. So please uh, support um, your small your small businesses. Um, if you want to contact them, you can contact, contact them uh, through social media at panelscoffee.com. Uh, I'm sorry, at panelscoffee. Or you can go to the website at panelscoffee.com and uh, check them out. So like I said, they got some great titles, great graphic novels, great coffee. I just finished a uh, vanilla lavender uh, coffee with uh, oat milk and CBD oil. Um, so it's one of my favorite coffees here at, uh, at Panels. So if you're in the area, please swing by. Today, we're, like I said, it's a, a year uh, a in episode. Uh, like I said, for anyone that's been listening all year, I'm very blessed and very, uh, very uh, fortunate for you to, you know, um be a fan of the creative brew and and like I said, I'm always looking to try to uh, uh add and change and and make it just a little bit better but today we're we're really doing a a year in episode and today i got my my good buddy uh sean Loeffler, uh owner of the compound uh gym here in Oceanside, california and like i said i i think um, you know once he talks um, like i said the accolades and everything I speak for itself i i could probably it' probably take me a, a good hour just to give out. You know all the things that he's uh accomplished but uh yeah i'll let him uh give give him a you know he can give you a short introduction about himself and uh share his story but uh yeah we're really just doing a year a year of review and you know figuring out you know what what things have we learned over the past uh even the over this year and even over the past uh 10 years you know going into 2020 uh what things uh you know good and bad you know that we've Uh, you know, experience and what things, um, you know, do we see as a, uh, you know, blessing and what things we've seen as a, really as a a learning, a learning point in our our lives, Uh, you know, especially being, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, being business people and, and, uh, hey, just being uh, parents. Uh, So, but I'll let him uh, introduce himself. Go ahead. How you doing? Doing well. I'm doing well. Cool. Not trying to uh, give more of of
1: shameless promotion but this this panel's place is really cool like yeah. i've i've been in oceanside for for the better part of it of a decade actually myself yeah. um you know the compound's been around for 14 years the gym that i own but i've owned it for about a, a decade now um formerly lived in the Janders closet was doing the fighter life thing you know yeah. not having a house or or anything like that and then was able to save up some money from bigger fights and buy a house and then was fortunate enough with the generosity of the previous owners of the compound to take it over and and bring it to what it is. But um, yeah, this coffee place is awesome. The, uh, <laughs> it looks like they got some Great types of coffee for sure, but if you guys are are around here and want a good cup of coffee or just a cool ambiance the I can't stop looking around, I'm like literally a little kid in a, and we'll call it a coffee shop, not a candy shop. (laughs) Um, So a little bit about me, I'll make it short and and sweet. I grew up boxing and doing jujitsu up in Los Angeles, Um, worked with some of the best boxing coaches in the world, Um, some of the best jujitsu coaches in the world, the first American black belt, Bob Bass, was sort of like mentoring me and whatnot. Um I've got hundred and ninety fights now with all of my boxing and Muay Thai and and um mixed martial arts, you know, included. And uh I guess, you know, to kind of relate it to the podcast, I, I'm I guess I'm sort of like Batman where I say I'm retired and then I end up fighting like once a year. <laughs> so like I, you know, they talk me out of it, either the money's right or uh or the exposure is right. So like I think I'm supposed to fight February fifteenth and, yeah. and um And so basically, I would consider myself, though, a fight coach, Um, a father, like you said. I've got my my daughter who I get on the holidays and whatnot. Um, And then the compound in even in the amount of time that I've known Quantel, which has been years now, um, it's it's evolved into something that I think is really special to where we're probably not even probably, we are really the only fight gym in North County, San Diego, for sure. In yeah. North County, San Diego. Um, we're, you know, we're a real fight gym. We've got coaches like Quantel, who's like an all American from Tennessee. Um, obviously a wrestling icon. Um, we got other great coaches, but we just have, have created that environment. I think everything, like you are talking about small businesses ha- has its niche or, or it's, you know, little area that, that it, that it works out. And, There's jujitsu schools there's no gi schools that that have come up and been more popular because of the joe rogan's podcast and eddie bravo and these guys there's muay thai schools around there's a couple of boxing gyms that always seem to be struggling but we really have made a staple of being in everything for a real fight gym where we have the boxers as you know Mm -hmm. we have the guys that do jujitsu tournaments as you know and gi and no gi tournaments we have the Muay Thai guys that actually compete in just Muay Thai girls and kids. Yeah. And then we have a, a huge group of MMA fighters, pro and amateur, that fight on big shows, small shows, UFC Fight Pass, Bellator, uh, uh, out into shows that are on small little Indian reservations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty much the, you know, the shortest kind of uh, introduction I can give is just like I own the compound. I've been through a lot. I think everybody in, in life has been through it, you know, and... Um, the year, basically, in review is that we opened up at one of the most busy intersections in Oceanside on yeah. the corner of El Camino Real and uh, Oceanside Boulevard. We were, you know, there's things that are, um, like you said, there's things that seem to be blessings and seem to be curses, you know, and then, and fortunate enough, I think if you have a positive outlook on things, more things will turn into blessings than, than the curses and the, and the negativities or even learning processes. Like, I had a, a dispute, basically... Over rent in the old compound gym that we had, and we had been there, shit, like probably t- ten years. Oh, and that complex, we've been there for thirteen years, basically total. Bounced around to a couple of uh, units that were in that same older mm-hmm. complex, but it was still an industrial park, you know. And and I knew that. It wasn't ideal to run a retail business in an industrial park where people are making a right and then a left and then look for this building and then go around that building and then go back and then you'll see a sign and then you're at the compound. And so I I wasn't really willing to waver on some of the rent issues and some of the rent raises when we're renegotiating. And then they were telling me you got to move a sign here. And I'm like, man, this is already we're already in uphill battle in an industrial park. And yeah. so um at basically our lease ended up starting at the beginning of 2019 2019 because we're about to go into 2020 and i was thinking well like i'm not gonna waver on especially fiduciary and financial numbers because i'm in a effing industrial park yeah. like it, you know i need i need retail spot and so it ended up being to where i we weren't able to see eye to eye and we left that spot and it was quite the move and quite the uh Quite the daunting task, but now I think it's all for the better because we have such an amazing spot, an amazing building with a great facade. You know, yeah. we're now, we've always been the fight gym in the community, but now because of the new location with Quantel there, with Andy there, with Chris there, with Tony there, we've been able to become like a staple in the Oceanside community where people want to find certain things, whether it's the Mexican restaurant or the vape shop or the animal hospital. They're like, oh, it's next to the compound because we got that huge sign. Yeah. And so, um you know, God willing, we've been able to uh, make it work. And I think it's only going to get better and better as we've just stay there longer and become more of like that anchor location of that huge intersection. So that's pretty much a little bit of a long winded year, you know, of what it's been. Yeah. And then um, an introduction for me. And um, and now we're here at panels, which I, I just keep looking around and seeing all this. <laughs> I'm, I literally feel like a little kid, like re- remembering, you know, comic books and
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know. Any time I come in here, I always wanna, I get my my iPad and and everything, and I, I just come in here and I'm either writing or drawing here. So, it, it, you know, I I love coming here, obviously with the podcast, but I love coming here just to get just inspiration and uh, you know, knowing that you know, I definitely seeing all the comic books, I've always got things to learn. Uh, you know, as a you know as an artist and things like that, but. um but yeah, I mean it's yeah, I think just year in view it's 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 been a very um you know, better been a very interesting interesting year. Uh done a I, I think personally on on my end doing a lot of uh doing a lot of traveling this year. And um I think it's it's I think doing that has sort of forced me to become a little bit more aware as far as how I wanna um, you know, run my studio going into next year. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm I'm sort of at that 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 little fulcrum there to where um there's a lot of people that they love you know seeing my artwork or design work you know especially if i'm working with certain clients um they you know they're expecting me um but i i I feel myself you know getting to that point to where i know i I can't be the one um you know driving the vehicle per se you know i can be directing it i mean i can i can allow someone to drive it and i can be you know directing from the background but uh really trying to find that that um that balance to where uh, i'm able to scale and at the same time too i'm able to um, you know still get that one on one attention that you know a lot of my uh, clients sort of uh, come you know come to learn you know from from me you know being able to you know be, you know be there uh, and contact them either either by phone or face to face and and really having that that one on one attention I think a lot of a lot of clients you know they've Uh, just from my, my knowledge and experience, you know, they've, you know, they, they get a lot of designers that, you know, they may need something from them, then all of a sudden they sort of disappear and you never hear from them again. So, you know, I've been very fortunate to, uh, you know, be consistent enough to, you know, produce, you know, some high quality work. But uh, I, at the same time too, I do find myself, you know, now starting to get a little bit stretched uh, with certain things and wanting to, there's other projects that I'm wanting to work on, but I know that I, I know now, uh having the awareness that I can't do everything. Um Well so. you've got
1: I mean, um God, you're 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 a jack of all trades. I mean besides doing city council stuff, besides doing coaching stuff, besides doing motivational speaking stuff, besides doing your graphic design company, uh you also have the just heart clothing stuff, which I know you've got uh we were talking and I wanna know a bunch more about that. You got We've always carried just heart retail at the compound and tried to be one of the guys to push you know um, your brand and your company, obviously yeah. as um, as far as we could. You've also got the creative novel stuff, the graphic novel stuff that you're doing and stuff, yeah. so you've got so much stuff that you're dipping your hat into. Um, but the one thing is that, that I think is awesome is that, yeah, we've been able at the compound to push your, um, just heart apparel, you know, whenever somebody wants anything, whether it be the shorts or shirts or a fighter's fight, we tell them, Hey, where, you know, go buy a pair of just heart shorts and wear that and then get <laughs> your stuff printed on that. Yeah. But you've got your own, uh, retail spot that's opening now that's right close to your house, which I think is amazing. Yeah. You obviously your podcast, like I said, you, you know, this, the creative brew here at panels coffee. Um, You got going on but even i've obviously sent you some of my clients um to do work with you when it not just when it comes to working on their wrestling but when it comes to the graphic design and i'll tell you what those guys um the 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 clients that i've sent you um they really uh they're, they're very proud to work with you and they also let me know they're like uh they're like, Quantel is reliable and he gets shit done in a in a timely manner. They all tell me, man, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been doing this for 30 years. And the guy, and excuse my vernacular once in a while if I drop an F-bomb or no, something, no. people like, <laughs> but like these fucking guys, you know, we, we talk about wives and kids and business and stuff. And they tell me one thing dealing with graphic designers is that, sometimes they just take forever to do yeah. things because they're creative people yeah. and they're, Oh, I want to do it this and that. <laughs> and let me let, let my fucking creativity come out. Yeah. And all the people that I sent it to you are like, Quantel lets his creativity come out, but he also sees my vision and he gets it done in a timely manner. And that was one of the main things that people rave and rant about you. Um, when it comes to that, um, cause I know you put a lot of stuff on the back burner to help clients and to help other people, you know, because you're such a giving guy when it comes to, you know, printing stuff out for other fighters in different parts of the country for just heart. Yeah. When it comes to graphic design for your clients that are paying you money that, you know, put a roof over your head and, and your and your family and your, your kids and wife and stuff. I know then you have, um, you coach and you help mm-hmm. guys getting ready for their own fights and stuff like that. And so the one thing that um, I've noticed is that you are so generous with your time that probably one of the things that you like the most, because I see the amount of effort and, and pride that you put into is your graphic novel stuff. You know, the story that you're doing about the graphic novel. And I notice that you constantly have to put that shit on hold because <laughs> yeah. of like, you know, paying bills and doing a <laughs> doing a podcast and and doing um, and, and then doing your clothing company and then doing work for the city and then doing motivational speaking and then doing your um, your sponsoring other fighters and then doing your coaching and so um, it's just really admirable that you've got your your hand in so many different pots, but every single person, no matter what area of your life it is, you know, um, it's like, it's pretty cool for me to see your, like you said, a year in review. It's like the the evolution of what's happened just for Quantile Langford in the last year. You've been traveling more, you've gone back home more times than you usually, which is awesome because yep. I'm sure that helps your family. I'm sure you're, a, you know, a huge staple in your family, obviously. Um, you've got your um, you've got your Just Heart thing that that is it's consist- it's consistently growing. The longer you've been around, you know what I mean. It's yeah. not like you guys are are tap out or affliction right now, but you're, yeah. you're, you're you're still you got staying power. You got fighters everywhere. But then when it comes to that Just Heart thing, you got your own retail spot that's coming out soon. I know we're gonna be. Yeah. Promoting that at the compound, I'm sure you'll be promoting it on the Creative Brew and stuff like that. You've got a year now of your Creative Brew podcast, which is going, and um, you're here at Panels Coffee and stuff like that, which which is awesome. And then my fighters, it's pretty cool because, like I said, I'll have one guy that I'll send to you. You know, um, we'll give him a shout-out. Nate, you know, we'll give Nate a shout-out. I I sent Nate to you, and he just raves about how you are as a graphic designer. And then we got Josh, who just turned pro and is going to be in a UFC Fight Pass card, Legacy Fighting Championships in a couple months. He sits there, and he raves about your motivational speaking, you know? And then Ali is a young fighter that stays at my house. He'll talk about when he needs to get his wrestling on point, and he talks to Quantel. And so it's just pretty cool to watch the last year. To where anyone that I, I've, you know, recommended or sent or have a connection to, they have a completely separate viewpoint of what you do, yeah. what you're, whatever thing you're in. But they're always saying great things about about you and stuff. So I think it's been a pretty big year for you personally. I mean, you got a retail spot for your clothing company. Yeah. You've been traveling more um, when it comes to your personal and family life. Yeah. Your graphic, your graphic design. You picked up some more uh, steady, consistent clients and whatnot. Your, um, I don't know what the hell is going on with your chamber of commerce stuff because you got so much other hands and stuff, but I'm sure it's going. Yeah, I, I know
0: with that. Well, with the chamber of commerce, yeah side note i'm i'm not cuz someone asked me is like are you with the cans are you a council member no i'm with the okay, Oceanside yes. chamber of commerce yeah. uh I'm, like i said I, I do uh whenever i get a chance i do do some uh, networking but i am with the um with the young professionals network within nice. the chamber so uh that we pretty much the committee uh as far as inviting new new um uh, potential members in doing different events and things like that to sort of uh, you know, network, and then obviously, you know, people that want to join the chamber. You know, that's that's always part of it too. But yeah, you know, just trying to figure out a way, and it's sort of amazing to me. Like I said, I've been here for five years now, and you know, I find myself, you know, slowly but surely getting more engrossed in the, you know, in the community, and you know, just trying to help out in whichever you know capacity you know that that I can. But I know just just one of those to where. Yeah, you know, I'm very, you know, deeply in gratitude for, you know, whatever, you know, I'm just glad to be able to, you know, help people. Um, you but know. you're willing to work hard, too, Quintel. Yeah, like I think, well, I think that goes, that, that comes back, that's my, that's my southern, uh,
1: I think you're right there. <laughs> I mean, because if you look in Southern California, the shit's crazy nowadays, especially when you look at kids. Like, I talk to these kids that are fighters or, you know, people that are members of the gym And at the compound, I have these conversations and it sometimes gets frustrating. And I'm sure you're 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 the same way. You're more of a positive guy than me. I'm sort of like the mean tyrant sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but like it's crazy that in Southern California, nobody wants to fucking work anymore.
0: And we're back with a new episode of The Cradle Brew. And like I said, we're doing a, a year-end uh, episode today. we got Sean Loffler here with The Compound um, here in Oceanside, California. Uh, multiple world champ, uh, black belt. Um, I, there's a lot of people that I just, just working out, just doing jiu-jitsu. There's a lot of people I usually don't mess with as much uh, when I'm doing jiu-jitsu. And Sean is one of those people. So, uh, But, yeah, we're just, we're just talking about um, really, hey, life. Uh, business uh, entrepreneurship, and uh, some of the things that we've that we've learned um, you know good and bad. And uh, yeah, I think we were just talking about uh, we we had a quick break, and uh, my, my good my good friend Sid was uh, making some coffees there. So some delicious uh, looking yeah. yeah for the community.
1: <laughs> you hear doing it right now. Yeah, <laughs> working that cappuccino machine.
0: So please please bear the uh, the, the coffee making sounds, but uh, yeah, so I guess it's part of uh, recording at a at a coffee shop here.
1: Yeah, it makes I think I like it. You know, I think the <laughs> the people will, will at least know hey they're actually at a coffee shop. We, <laughs> yeah. we need to just hit the uh, the Howard Stern. Sound button make that cappuccino button yep um yeah like we were saying you know i and i'm not trying to shit on millennials or anything like that yep. but when i mentor so many young kids just like quantel does i notice that these kids want to create a career for themselves which is great to want to create a career for themselves but that's when you're willing to work i feel like a lot of kids yeah. aren't willing to work yeah. before they just they're 18 years old and and i've got different students and i won't and, and I'm not admonishing them. That's why I'm not. I won't mention names of, of the friends or students that I mentor <laughs> to call them out on blast. But they'll know who they are. Like two examples, which is just interesting. To talk about year in review when it comes to entrepreneurship. Is one kid was like, "I need money," and I was like, "Well, I was just at the Jack in the Box drive through with my daughter, and there was a sign now hiring, fourteen dollars an hour, overnight shift, yeah, benefits included." And I'm thinking, "Well, shit." You should go apply a Jack in the Box. And the kid looked at me like I was crazy. Like, I'm not going to fucking work a Jack yeah. in the Box, blah, blah, blah. And I told him yeah. this. I go, check it out. And, you know, we'll call him Joe Blow. Yeah. So Joey Blow, all right? Um, I said, dude, you could work there overnight. I go, and if you really want to get a better job, there's other jobs that will be out there. What better way to network than to make a business card? You go to... What's that website? Vistaprint.com? It's like 10 bucks for like a thousand business cards now. Yeah. You know, because they're such a big company. I said, you know, Joey, quote, quote unquote. Um, Joe Blow, make yourself a business card that says, Joe Blow, your cell phone number, your email, and then put a quote on it that says, we'll work hard at anything. And I go, and then when you see a guy that has a Tesla, When you see a guy that has a Corvette, when you see a guy that has a Bentley, when you see a guy that has a nice Lexus or Mercedes-Benz, a BMW, give him your business card when he drives through the the -the jack-in-the-box that you're getting paid for and be like, hey, I'm a hard worker. If there's ever some sort of career or something that I could switch up and do something a little bit more stable or make more money, I'm your guy. I'll work hard. I go, if I'm driving through and I've got a couple of cool, nice sidecar little things that I'll drive once in a while... If I'm driving through a place and a kid looks at me and goes, "Hey, I'm a really hard worker," and he gives me a business card and he's 18 years old and it says, "We'll work hard," yeah. and stuff. I'm like, "Well, shit. Maybe I'll pay this kid to clean the gym a little bit, give him a scholarship membership, and or give him some a, a healthy commission on bringing me in members or something on the side. Yeah. That won't, you know, I won't take away from his job that he has right now, but it'll add to it or something like that. That's the best way to network, and then you make yourself into something, or I've got another kid that, um, that actually one of your, your media guy here knows, knows, knows him. He, and I'm not saying this in an admonishing way, but he always tells me like, um, and you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm going to be president and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You know, your, your photographer's room, roommate here once in a while will, will say, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And I'm like, you haven't brought me one member and you'd say that you're a marketing guy. Like, why don't you show me, like, I'm, it's great that you can talk about that in kids nowadays. And like I said, I'm not putting people down. I'm just making observations. Kids will talk and talk and talk and talk about it. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Yeah. I'll post about this. I'll post about that. And I'm like, you have, there's no results there. Yeah. Right. Instead of talking about the career that you want to create yourself and tell everybody that you can do this or should do this, why don't you do it? And then those fucking people will come to you and be like, would you do this for me? Yeah. But when you're telling, making promissory commitments, everybody, I can do this. I can do that. Well, the people that usually say that the most are the people that are most full of shit. They can't do it because if they could do it, I would be going to them and be like, Hey, why don't I pay you to do this or to do that? You know, um, and so that's the kind of thing that's interesting, I think, with now the quote unquote entrepreneurship business is these kids nowadays, um, and even I think it's rubbing off on some of the, the older folk too, is they want to not have a job, they want to not work, they want to create a career for themselves. Yeah. And then they play this like poor fucking me thing when they're broke and all this, And I'm like, dude, you know, where their credit card declines at the gym and I'm going through a rough time. I was like, how? There's work to be made out there, like there's opportunities to be made, and you're one of those guys that you do it. You know what I mean? And it's like, and yeah, you're a little bit older, and yeah, you're in the college wrestling Hall of Fame, and yeah, you've got your your accolades and stuff. But that's the reason why you've got your company, you've got your podcast, you've got you know uh, your graphic design thing, you've got all that is because you don't just sit there and like tell everybody these promises, just, you know, like these Eastern promises that like, Oh yeah, you're going to be this, you're going to be that you're (laughs) going to be the greatest marketing guy in the world. If you're the greatest marketing guy in the world, why are you telling me that you need me to pay you to market? You should be having so much money because you're marketing so many big things (laughs) that you're, that you don't even have time to take on a new client that needs help with their gym or help with their clothing company and stuff like that. Um, and I and it's going to be interesting to see this new decade that we come into of the 2020 and 2025 and so on oh, yeah. to see what happens. Because nowadays with social media, with YouTube, I mean, the richest fucking kid in the world is that little Asian kid that plays with toys yeah. on, on YouTube. <laughs> I, he was on the cover of Forbes magazine. He makes two hundred and forty million dollars like a year. He makes, I think, up to like 80,000 a day. Yeah. Like something ridiculous, like when he actually posts those things, you know yeah. what I mean? and all the fucking kid does is play with toys like yeah. he just shows you how to play with play-doh and you're like "How is how is this making money or, or logan paul you know as i was at my screen printer that does the compound shirts and i asked him what's popular this year and he goes oh the two most selling shirts that i have at the screen printer shop are fortnite shit mm-hmm. and logan paul and i'm like this is crazy <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like um You've got a video game that's now selling more merchandise than clothing companies or bands. Yeah, and then your media side of things is a is a fucking Logan Paul, some dude that I don't even know what he does. He just films his life. Yeah, and he makes millions of dollars doing it. And good for him, I guess. You know,
0: like um, well, even with him, he's he's had some issues. Um, and you prove a, a great point too is that when you get to a certain once you build a certain platform for yourself, and the bigger the platform. Um, the more um, value you can bring to uh, a wide amount of audience, that uh, honestly that, that money starts coming in. But at the same time, too, you have to be very careful about what, you know, the things that uh, you know, how you portray yourself or how you represent yourself because, uh, you know, you're not even you're, you're representing yourself, but you're representing other sponsors and brands, too. And I think even, even with fighters, I don't think fighters really recognize um, you know, when you present yourself as a, uh, you know, quote unquote, you know, professional fighter or whatnot, you're, uh, like I said, you're representing other brands and other sponsors. You're not just representing yourself. So when you go out and do, you know, crazy things, it's not just you, it's other people that's involved in your circle that's, you know, impacted too. So I think a lot of, a lot of fighters have to be very, um, you know, really be, um, uh, cautious as far as how they present themselves and you know their demeanor because you know if you're a professional act like a professional um don't go out and, and do uh you know just crazy things because you want to other people that have invested in you and believe in you are impacted as well yeah you, gonna- you look at at january coming up and to to
1: to spider web and extrapolate on that um like you just said people can really screw themselves over it now and it's it's kind of unfortunate that some people have so much money to where it doesn't matter that's kind of frustrating almost it's like it it's like it it would be nice if it was like kind of like monopoly the board game where when you screwed (laughs) up and you know you you bought something you shouldn't (laughs) buy or you bought something you thought you should have bought and put a couple hotels there and you know, everybody wants Park Place. You know, everybody wants to buy Park Place, put yep. hotels on it. But there's some fuckers that buy Baltic Avenue, and then they put ten hotels on it. And then every time you land on it, you're making a lot of money yeah. off that off that roll of the dice, um, because you took a risk and said, "Well, yeah, you know, I can't afford Park Place, but I can afford Baltic Avenue or yep. Atlantic Avenue, and and I can put a bunch of houses on that shit and, and tax people that way before I can buy my utility company, and." um and it, it, but it's also sort of unfortunate with the amount of money some people make now, yeah. to where it's almost like there is no, um, there is no consequence. Like Conor McGregor, he hasn't even fought this, you know, in a year because he had that suspension for throwing, uh, you know, a. Uh, a thing of glass through Khabib and then after the Khabib he got in a fight and then he got in a bar fight and punched him like 70 year old man that we all saw in the face and the funniest thing is which it isn't even funny but it is a little comical like you know especially with creative ruby and hair panels we use the term comical it's fucking comical that that guy does something fucking illegal and it ends up making proper 12 whiskey more money because it's just exposure for him and it gets to the point where it's almost frustrating to where there's some people that can do no wrong. And then you got, uh, you know, Logan Paul. Nowadays, because clicks gets you money, it's almost like you start thinking, are these guys like, are they – did he really even punch that guy because he had a problem with him? Or was he thinking like, well, fuck, it's a misdemeanor at worst and I'm going to get TMZ – and Channel 4 News and CNN and Fox, you know, Fox News, I'm going to get the leftists, I'm going to get the right-wing people yeah. all hearing about me throwing a punch and they're going to Google Conor McGregor and then he's literally making money off of those mistakes that he's quote-unquote making. Yeah. And then you got guys like Logan Paul, you know he films a, a suicidal girl and stuff and they demonetize his page, but then everybody's talking about him. So he's yeah. getting all this money from ads on Twitter and on Instagram, you know, in that way. And so it's our society's really become a weird thing with social media that whether it's positive or negative, if it's getting clicks, it's technically financially and fiduciarily positive for that guy. Yeah. I mean, the number one pay per view this year, I think, in fighting was Logan Paul versus KS, uh, what's his, KSW, KSR, K, what, KSI? What? KSI. KSI. <laughs> thank you. Um, the, the kids know. Um, that was like the number one fight pay-per-view. And those were just two YouTubers wow. that made the, – and they, and they fought it like um, – they fought it either up in L.A. or Madison. It was either Madison Square Garden or up in Los Angeles somewhere. I forgot which one. Yeah. But it was like the number one bought pay-per-view of the year for fighting. You know <laughs> what I mean? So it's like um, – it, like, like I said, it's going to be really interesting to see where the next decade goes because with social media, with YouTube, with hits, you got little Asian kids playing with toys. Like if you would have told somebody fucking 50 years ago, there's going to be an eight year old that has hundreds of millions of dollars because his dad's going to film him or his mom, whichever it is, going to yeah. film him playing with toys for 10 minutes. You would have called that person crazy. You'd be like, you should get a straight jacket. Yeah. Like you got to go get a job at a gas station. You got to learn a trade, how to be a mechanic and whatnot. Yeah. And um, nowadays I think like, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurship, if I can give my piece of advice, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I made it to the UFC. And yeah, I fought in Bellator. And yeah, I won world championships and whatnot. Um, But owning the compound, I've started to realize about you have to predict it's so hard, but like for business, especially the kids that are listening to this or the young entrepreneurs or businessmen, you have to be able to predict The next wave of things comes to, hey, you know, Joe Rogan, he was literally cheering people on to eat cow testicles on fucking fear factor like that. He'll say it himself. Like that was his M.O. Like you can do it. Swallow the horse semen. You can do it. (laughs) And if you would have told him, hey, you're going to then talk about these life experiences just to your homies and make hundreds of millions of dollars. He'd be like, yeah, I don't think so, bro. And now the Joe Rogan Experience is the number one podcast in the history of the world. In the history of the world, yeah. you know we're here on a podcast on Creative Brew, which hopefully it blows up and gets bigger and bigger and has more more famous guests than we could ever imagine. You know, five ten years from now, yeah. And you're just making, you know, sixty thousand from ads on on this. You know, five ten years from now. But if you would have told even him that. He would have laughed in your face and been like, "Yeah, that's presumptuous and creative thinking." And, and now it is so. Like now, it, you know, I'm not a smart man, but if I were a smart man, if you look on the 15 freeway, there's magnets in the uh, carpool lane. Yeah. If you look at what they're talking about for transportation and trucking, they're talking about automation and artificial intelligence to do transport. You know, Amazon has tried to do drones to deliver you know product to people and whatnot like that. Yeah. Saying, "Well, fuck," even if somebody shot down a drone with the product. That's still – even if we have to send a second one out, we're still actually spending less than filling up a shipping container from China, Mm -hmm. shipping it through the Panama Canal, bringing it up to Long Beach and San Pedro, then putting it on a truck, then putting that truck to a distribution center, then sending an Amazon truck out to the distribution center that we're renting space from then delivering it for the U.S. Postal Service um, or through Amazon or through UPS to our customers. So they go, shit, even if somebody shoots our drone down and we have to do it two or three times, we're still basically breaking even. So if any of those drones get there the first time, we're making money hand over fist. Yeah. And so I'm thinking for kids nowadays, if you want to look into learning something, screw t- m- maybe going to school and getting a $200,000 debt for college. Yeah. So to learn general education you know, credits, why don't you learn how to bix artificial intelligent type stuff so if there's an automation of a robot making something or a self-driving car that has already been invested into people have already looked in the future and been like i'm going to invest into the 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 automatic trucks Mm -hmm. i'm going to invest into the uh the elon musk technology of self-driving cars well that's already in the works so what should kids now do in my opinion my humble opinion fix those things because if a robot can drive stuff you're you're already out don't be a truck driver and don't be a mechanic that fixes cars that people drive be the guy that fixes the artificial intelligence that drives that car because when those things go down that's who's going to be making lots of money just like the IT guys are now the billionaires like you said that we talked about you know Steve Jobs real quick Jeff Bezos real quick Elon Musk real quick just to name a few even Joe Rogan technically when it comes to the technical side of a podcast and whatnot those guys have maximized billions of dollars because they saw, they had you know, some foresight, and they saw, well, computers and personal computer technology is going to be big. So Steve Jobs made it, and Bill Gates made it. Yeah. Then after that, there was guys like Jeff Bezos who saw that there would be you know, dot-com bubbles and whatnot. After that came all the uh, apps, the phone apps, the Tinders, and the, um, and the uh, phone apps that you buy, the offer up. You know, apps, stuff like that. These apps that people use constantly, they made their money. So I think the next kind of bubble is going to be people that fix all the robots that are making things so much easier for human <laughs> life because you still need people to fix it and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, hopefully, you know, there's kids that will get involved in that. And the other thing is, like we said about year in review um, with Trump, you know, fighting to be reelected. And it looks like Bernie Sanders is the the most likely candidate for the Democrats. Um, it's going to be real interesting where the economy goes because um, because you kn- it's such a different economy when there's a Republican president or a Democratic president. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen with careers and whatnot and, and, and whatnot, because if we go to the point of technology to where truck drivers are obsolete and to where... Um, And to where maybe that's it for you, like graphic designers, maybe somebody could tell a computer, I want this to be designed and a computer can do better than a human. And they sit there and they make that design. You're like, shit, my graphic design isn't worth it anymore or anything, you know. Um, So you've got to be able to get to the point to where you're like, what career can I do that's going to be sustainable? and whatnot, whether it's fixing technology or like you, um, you can mentor people when it comes to motivating people, when it comes to your clothing, nobody can duplicate an idea, you know what I mean? Yeah. So your ideas will still be proprietary. Yeah. It'll be real interesting to see how that all plays out and monetization of things because now some of the richest people in America are people that just show what they're doing on a daily basis on YouTube yeah you know um which is sort of frustrating because like we're talking about working hard and have like you work hard you're you know you and me are a little bit older we both have different types of things that we do i manage fighters i teach private lessons and i own the compound so we have different things that we do to earn money you have your 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 hand in in all these different you know cups and whatnot whether it be here at panels coffee whether it be with your clothes well it's like maybe we're the stupid ones and these kids that want to create a career for themselves are the smart ones because all they have to do is film their life and if they're interesting and charismatic they're going to make more money than you and me working hard
0: well it's, it's one of those where I, I do find myself uh making uh definitely making a a shift as far as uh i definitely want to uh you know create a a a life uh, for my for my own even even for my family and something that uh, oh, yeah. That yeah. sort of aligns Thanks. with all the things that I'm doing, I mean, it, and really, you know, designing yeah. life uh, based off of that. But uh, I, I think, for the most part, um, I yeah. Mean, I mean, even accurate. with the with the podcast, even with the graphic novel and things like that, uh, I find myself just more in a, more in a creation mode right mm-hmm. now, and just figuring out okay, how can I create this idea and you know, uh, monetize it, and yep. figure out okay, can I, you know. Create this podcast and then get it to the point to where uh, obviously I would want to uh, attract you know sponsors and, and brands and things like that and you know even with the graphic novel you know how could I turn that into a uh, you know from producing the book to uh, hopefully um, you know possibly selling uh, you know some of the media rights to me. absolutely have so a I'm, show I'm, I'm have. always thinking in terms of of that and then even from a legacy standpoint you know um, how can I. Use that and create more um, uh, licensing um, uh, initiatives and, and um ideals based off of the creative brew or from from the comic book i'm working on or or even from the just heart you know uh, th- those are the things i um, I'm concerned with right now and and how to how to do that so i'm thinking in terms of okay how could I you know maybe create these characters for uh for this graphic novel and you know using that the the maybe sales or or the royalties from that to you know pretty much create uh, another uh, revenue stream to where that just that lasts forever uh, and I can pass that on to you know future generations and so that's that's where I sort of see see the book and uh, uh, and even with the other things that I'm doing I'm, I'm really trying to get away from uh, you know I, I love to work hard uh, yep. I enjoy what I do but at the same time too I know that. Um, in order for you know people love all the things that I that I share or or I give or I create, but I, I have to figure out ways to sort of leverage all the things that I'm capable of doing and leverage it to where it's not just you know stressing one-on-one. you out. Yeah, yeah, because because like, sooner or later I'm gonna get I I, I know I'll, I'll get stretched. Um, too so, thin. Uh, yeah, and um, like I said, I enjoy helping a lot of people in whatever capacity, but at the same time too, I know I, I've got a uh, start leveraging um, now as far as other things that I'm capable of. How can I leverage it to where I'm not necessarily uh, switching, you know, my my time for money? I'm switching my value for for money. And, Absolutely. and if it's just 20 minutes of my time, that could, depending on how much value I give in that 20 or 30 minutes, that could uh, exponentially be huge, you know, if I'm trading that for. You know, X amount of money or some kind of opportunity or something like that. Um, definitely trying to get away from the, the my time versus a certain hour because that will never that especially as a creator that will never you know work yeah, for me and I find myself getting getting stretched doing that. So. If you
1: could imagine, like. Um you know, like we said, this is a year in view, like not even just on a personal talk, making it too personal. So people are like bored, like who gives a shit about these guys lives? Um, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you got to relate to everybody. But like, you know, you, I'm sure that you're you're on the you're on the corner with with doubt, just like everyone else. It's not a that's not a million. I mean, even guys that are billionaires are probably standing on a corner without thinking oh, yeah. they could get sued for this or sued for that. Yeah. I mean, let's look at this year um, as a whole. So on your personal level, you probably didn't think a year ago that you would have a podcast and be teamed up with the Panels Coffee Shop inside here doing a podcast and um, and actually doing it. You probably thought that was a cool idea maybe or it's crossed your mind, but you're actually doing it. You probably didn't think I'm going to have my own retail spot that, that I can maximize for my Just Heart clothing company and stuff like that, yeah. maximize more clients. But then when we look to like a global thing about the people that are listening to this, I mean, it's pretty trippy. I mean, just like the world is a trippy fucking place. But like um, the last Star Wars movie just came out and everybody says it's horrible. And yeah. I'm not trying to shit on Star Wars. I, I'm not a fucking big Star Wars fan, but I, I, I've got some movie reviewers or like Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. You, they're pretty accurate for the most part because yeah. there's so many goddamn people that are giving their opinion. When it comes to the public rating, if a, if a movie's got four stars and 10 million fucking people rate that, it's probably pretty accurate that the majority of people think it's a shit movie, yeah. or whatever, so you would never thought that Ron Howard directing you know uh, the uh, the George Lucas last ever ninth installment of Star Wars would be a terrible movie, but people seem to hate it. I yes. haven't seen it, but people say it's terrible, and they say they don't understand it they can't they can't even wrap their head around what's going on in the story and that's supposed <laughs> to wrap everything up but then so you think, okay well if you go back 40 years and you'd say the ninth, you know, the last issue of Star Wars or whatever you call it, like I said, I'm not a huge sci-fi guy, yeah. but it's going to be a terrible movie, but it's going to be directed and produced by the two most famous director, almost producers of all time. You've got like, you know, you've got like George Lucas, Ron Howard, Steven Spielberg. Those are like your three mainstays of, of directing and producing. And two of them are involved with Star Wars and
0: they say it's terrible. I think there's a lot of, a lot of promise for for definitely new new things, and I I think I think my biggest thing is that I don't want people to, you know I think we we tend to get into uh, the habit of just following people. And I think that just goes coincides with, with so social true. media, and um, you know instead of uh, you know making your own um, decisions, and you know you get definitely get information from what's going on. Do your own research. And you make the, the the best decision, you know, for yourself. But I, I I think I've I've sort of come to the to the standpoint to where uh, honestly, you know, no one, especially if you're in entrepreneurship or you're in business, um, no one no one's gonna really good, gonna believe in you except yourself. And uh, you might as well, you know, I think people you get kids be like, hey, you know, I want to design this life, or or just anyone starting out, hey, I want to do this, I want to do that. Uh, you know, w- are you in- willing to invest in me and you know one of those i think my my question is like you know are you really willing to invest in yourself Invest in yourself right and uh you know because no one honestly no one no one has the time or the or the the place to you know to believe in you yeah you get your investors you get certain people that definitely want to uh you know they might put certain money behind your you know specific entrepreneurial pursuits or things like that but at the end of the day I mean it's going to come down to like oh, what are you passionate about and do you want to develop a life uh, around those, those that vision or that those those dreams and pursuits that sweat um, equity and yeah and that and that could be heck you don't have to be a millionaire for that I mean you can you know you know have a $60,000 job and if it's something that you love completely love um, be happy with it be content with it now if you're looking for something more then yeah um you know, definitely go out there and reach and learn and and research and do the things necessary, but no one no one out here is gonna believe in you. You're gonna have to you know be willing to sort of take a step forward and and make a an ask. You know, be be willing to say, hey, look, can I do this for you? Uh, and you know, can what can I give uh, that's gonna help you out? And I, I think that's the I think going into twenty twenty and beyond, I think that's the new currency is figuring out how much value. Um could you give to somebody and that's something that that's been my my uh ethos for you know for years now is figuring out um you know what what things what what gifts what ideals anything that i have um what what could I give to you that's gonna leave you in a in a better position uh, to grow and I guarantee you once you Think of it in terms of that instead of feeling like um, I want you to believe in me. I want you to here give me this money. I want you to believe believe in me. Um, I believe in myself to know that I'm going to give you something, and I'm not expecting back anything else in return. And I, you know, I'm fine with that. I know that with life, with universe, uh, it it tends to come back in other ways. So I'm not if I give you this. Even when I give, uh, you know, I'll do the talks after after practice. You know, I've been doing that for about three years now.
1: Yeah, at um, least, at
0: least, you know, for me, that's practice for me. Uh, yeah, a true. The podcast. Huh? So, uh, and at the same time, too, you know, I've got a lot of you know military, a lot of people that came back and and um, you know, thank me for you know for saying those saying that too. They, they tell me the same thing. About uh, you. So it's one of those where it, I think I think if I didn't have the courage to to do that, um, honestly, for me, I wouldn't. I'd be No, I don't know how many people would you know are necessarily impacted by that, but I know a lot more than you think. Yeah, but uh, but I know that if I if I didn't you know give those little words of wisdom, I think um, people's lives would be completely different, or or, Mm -hmm. no, not to say completely different, but it might be their their mindset uh, or their heart set might be um, going a different direction compared to maybe they got those couple little words that maybe you know maybe switch the way they solve things uh, oh no they do the guys time, come to so. me
1: um I, th- I think a good way like the cool thing about podcasts um when you, is that we like there's not a lot of times even though <clears throat> fuck five years now you've been working at the compound and stuff like that and been a coach there and, and I, hopefully you'll be there another 20 years you know what i mean will be I, I want quantel <laughs> langford to always be the wrestling coach <laughs> of the, the compound um it would be great like you said for your company um, or let's just say your graphic novel it would be awesome if um, it got picked up by Netflix and there was a series and, and yeah. they gave you a million dollars and they ran with it and then your idea you don't really have to put much effort into in, in financially speaking you went it would be great if Family Fitness Center and Mark Masteroff came and bought millions of dollars for the compound and stuff but if not I'm totally content having Quantel yeah. for be the wrestling coach and motivational speaker but the one um, cool thing about podcasts is like I was saying like We've been working there five years and the only longest conversations that we'll ever have have been a couple times on podcasts and stuff like that. So it's a cool experience for us to be able to uh, talk. One thing I think would be and bounce ideas off to each other when we're actually just talking because besides that, we're just work, work, yeah. helping the fighters. Hey, this guy needs a pair of shorts or, or you know, um, hey, I'll see you at kids' class on Wednesday. Or You're like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll be at that fight to help with the cool guys or tell them to come over to my house to get those shorts. Yeah. So it's cool when we can sit down for a little bit. I think a cool way to that I want to know, just because you're one of my closest friends <laughs> and it's the holidays, to to wrap things up is – you set the format like you said you're the director of the creative brew podcast and then you kind of let you know different things you know take take their place so since you set the format of the year in review and this is the last year yeah. i want to ask you to wrap it up and then i guess you could ask me cuz i've never i haven't even thought about it so i guess four things what are one thing, the, the most positive thing you got out of 2019. I just want to know this as your friend and, and as a as a <laughs> as a guest on your show. Yes. I want to know the most. Actually, we'll start. With, we'll do the negative. I want to know the most negative thing personally out of 2019 for you, even if that's personal. Yeah. No, the right. most positive thing, personal. Then I want to know the second two things. The most negative thing that you think about the world or 2019, and the most positive thing you think came out of 2019. Um, I think that'd be a cool kind of way for me to get to come onto your show and, and finish out because you said it's a year in review. And as I listen to you talk, I'm like, well, I care about Quantel. I want to know what his. If this is your year in review, let let me hear it because it, it makes me think the same thing. What's your most? what's the best thing in the world I like I like to finish on high notes so what's the worst thing you think of of 2019 personally and the best and then the worst thing you think in the world or anything and the best like that that's the thing that I want to wrap things up with with your year review
0: show um yeah man that's a that's a that's a very good question um I, I I think as far as man just personally or you know professionally worst thing uh you know definitely um uh actually over the past year or so you know um uh, you know definitely losing uh losing both my uh grandparents okay um uh, yeah pretty pretty close um uh from both my sides i actually lost my uh, my my grandmother on uh my mom- my mom's side uh last, about a year or so ago but then coming into this year i lost uh, You know, lost my my granddad uh, Granddad. And then lost my grandmother On my dad's side And, uh, so it's one of those where uh, Definitely, um, things like that uh, Definitely make you uh, Think about, think about life Um, and, uh, completely Um, sometimes it I I hate it being You know, I hate losing people like that Uh, but it, it definitely makes you Uh, more, more in gratitude Of, uh, just little, little moments Um, and that that's something that uh I know with with me sometimes uh m- me and my wife we can we can tend to butt heads a lot you know I, you know sometimes she can feel like uh you know i do I, I do too much uh which you know she might be right on that but uh, at the same time too I do always think about um you know those little moments that i have with even with my uh my kids and uh my, my grandkids or just anyone that's happens to to be in my Uh, vicinity or, you know, at the gym or, you know, clients that I'm working with. I I try to, I, I really try to uh, enjoy those, those little, little moments. Um, But uh, yeah, I I think that's probably one of the, you know, downsides, yeah, downsides. But, uh, you know, and then, like I said, I I think uh, best, some of the best things is, uh, you know, honestly, definitely, um, you know, you know, Seeing my, my son succeed, um, you know, he, he had recently uh, uh, got a uh, MVP and won a team championship in Australia. That's so, what's up. uh That And, and, and I think it was, it was very, you know, rewarding for me because I, I know how hard he's worked. And uh, I've seen some of his – I've experienced some of his down, downsides and, 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 you know, um, some of the times where, you know, he's felt he's like giving up. Yeah. And uh, so, no, seeing him, really seeing him succeed, uh, seeing my wife, um, succeed, you know. She's one of those to where, um, you know, she can sometimes she can be real hard on herself. And I think that I think that's one of those where I I, I think that's a a southern thing. She don't she don't t- like taking a lot of you know people <laughs> like hey good job. She don't like any of that. She just she loves she loves doing the work. She don't need anyone else's recognition yeah recognition things like that. But uh, I think just having that confidence now, she's starting to build up that confidence now in her in her position in her role. Uh, you know that's been that's real been good to see, and, and you know she's she I could see her definitely um, changing, uh, you know from a you know personal uh, standpoint. Uh, so uh, yeah, man, just seeing I think seeing my my family you know do well not to say any family have we always have our certain issues. Uh, you know me and my wife we always you know we're always. Tend to butt heads with, with certain things, but you know, men and women. Uh, who who would have thought? Yeah, but <laughs> I, I mean, I've told her, you know, from after you know, the beginning of each day. You know, it's a new day. You know, I, I still tell her, hey, I, I love her. You know, I, I'm a, I run my own business. She she is a, a CFO of a, a healthcare company, and sometimes we just we butt heads on things. Um, you know, there's some things that I may not do that may not on paper may not make sense at all. Uh, you know, even you know, the time invested in, you know, developing a podcast or the time invested in, you know, going and helping helping fighters or you know, just the running around just with my business. Uh, some of the things don't make sense on paper, uh, but I, I really feel like at the end of the day that all that stuff sort of balances out uh, in some way or fashion and a lot of times I tend to get m- more opportunities uh, if honestly, if I, if If I wasn't in wrestling or if I wasn't, um, you know, being able to coach and get in contact with you, there's actually a couple of clients that I would have never met if, you know, I hadn't gotten in contact with you. So, you know, just like being able to, uh, you know, show the uh, fashion show, I mean, show the uh, just heart line at the the fashion show. So, yeah, you know, just like little stuff like that, it's, it's definitely been a high point. Uh, definitely been able to uh, go to different uh, events and, and things like that. Even with the podcast, being able to experience different um, uh, art events and, and be in contact with, with people around the area and uh, sharing and, uh, the things that they've got going on. Um, so, yeah, I think that's been the, the high point um, going into, uh, you know, this year uh, is being able to uh, – to do that. Heck, uh, even being able to, you know, compete, uh, I've been wanting to compete a little bit, you know, want to, you know, a, a blue belt division early in January. So, uh, yeah, like little, little things like that, you know, I'm very, uh, you know, very appreciative uh, of awesome. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, um, uh, you know, going into, man, maybe going into the next year. Um, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, optimism it's a new new decade uh, you know th- maybe there's some things that we may have done um wrong maybe we got a a, a fresh start you know going into twenty twenty i think that's for for everyone to feel like you know you you don't have to be victim of your of your own past uh, and uh yeah you can you know, said some maybe some mistakes that you that you you know made that you're willing to um rectify yeah 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 you rectify it and uh you start over and i think that's how everybody needs to do, it. you know, not, like I said, we're, we're never victims of our own past unless we choose to be so. Yeah. Manifest uh, that. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think that's, I think that's really it. Um, you know, uh, that's, that's great. So, uh, hopefully that, I don't know, hopefully that answered your, your, no, your yeah, I mean, I, Like
1: I said, when we, when we do it, when I do your podcast, talk to you i i you i want to know things about you it's not just about what i mean and so does everybody else anybody that listens to you obviously is listening to you for a reason you know what i mean so it's like that's why we meet up and we talk you know and like i say these so many people nowadays they listen to brendan schaub or the fighter and the kid or eddie bravo or bill burr he's hilarious you know stuff like that um we i mentioned a few times joe rogan um so people now podcasts are so popular but it's actually the people are just listening to other people interact with each other Yeah, and it's interesting because not too many people I think nowadays with the social media with the the YouTube and the the Facebook and all this other crazy stuff is people watch and look at a lot of stuff but podcasts are kind of cool because people get to listen to what somebody's thinking and there's not a whole lot of that people always get to you can interpret a picture on Instagram or whatever you know you can interpret a photo on Twitter, and that's your own interpretation. But when you are listening to two people interact with each other, there is really no of their interpretation. This is what the fuck Quantel just said, yeah. so it's it's really a good way to get to know know people. You know what I mean? And yeah. ask questions and bounce things back. Um, and yeah, watching you go from uh, it's crazy, dude. You have a you have a podcast that you are talking to potentially the whole world. When I remember five years ago when you started at the compound. Um, you're always an amazing wrestling coach, but you even told me. Um, you told me, and, and Claudia, you're like, I am so uncomfortable with public speaking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, I am so. And now you do motivational talks. You talk to the, you know, you talk to with the chamber of commerce to young business people and some people in the city council. You talk to potentially millions, hundreds of millions of people on a podcast, and that's that's pretty. Cr- if you would have told yourself that six years ago, you probably wouldn't have oh, believed it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll uh, we'll end this podcast. I'll I'll uh, give you a couple of couple little questions here and something that uh, I always ask any of my Great. Uh, guests. But uh, what is a creative tip that you could provide our audience? Something that may give them a little little value. For a creative lives. brew. A creative
1: brew. All right.
0: <laughs> a creative tip. A creative tip for it could be you know anything. That, okay. That may help somebody.
1: All right let's see that's a good question. I'll make it short and and sweet um not not super drawn out so a creative tip that now I could give somebody is um especially with how monitored we all are, whether it be surveillance cameras, whether it be people on their their phones you know holding up filming people and stuff like that
0: yeah
1: is creative like creatively um be yourself like we're we're creative as we are as human beings all all of us as human beings assuming that we we've got all of our brain functions you know god willing and that we're not you know and i've got no problem with people that have you know any sort of you know learning disabilities or whatnot but if you're fully functioning person and you ask a creative question I i think most people that are making creative your creative decisions are fully mentally functioning people. I think you got to be yourself. And I yeah. know it's so generic because nowadays with everything documented, if you're not, you'll get called on your bullshit real fast. Yeah. They'll be like, well, yo, you said this three months ago, or I've got a <laughs> video of you doing this. So make yeah. sure uh, whenever you're doing something and creating something like the creative brew here podcast is just be yourself. Cause then you won't have to stumble over Um, what your real um, ethics and morals and thought processes are. So don't try to create anybody listening. Don't try to create something to get more viewers. Don't try to create something that you think these people want. Just be yourself. And the right people will magnitude towards you. What's your next question? I'll get through it.
0: Nah. (laughs) Next question is your ideal creative life. What would, uh, if you had that perfect day, that perfect 24 hours um, or the way you would fashion your life, what would be that perfect uh, mix through your day?
1: I think that's another easy question for me to answer because I think about this a lot as I get older. You know, um, my perfect creative life would be like if I could technically... Um, kind of do a little bit what you're doing and on a scale the where it just supports me financially. I yeah. mean, this world's run on money, which is so shitty, but it's, it is, you know, it's yeah. like, it'd be so nice if, if, I mean, I think one thing that it would, like my ideal creative life, I know uh, people that'll hear this will probably laugh, but when they think about it, I agree. Ideally, like if I could have anything, I think one of the coolest things and I'm doing okay financially and everything But I think it'd be awesome if there was like a big electromagnetic pulse and it wiped out all the banking institutions in the world and everybody started back at zero or like all the bank accounts went to like $50,000. Yeah. So then when that billionaire that has a payroll of like six million dollars a month, he's like, shit, I can't pay this right now. It it would even and equal everybody out, you know what I mean, ideally. So if there was like, you know, a wiping out of the financial institutions of the world, you would then have... um, Everybody be on an even playing field And it would really People would have to then start over and whatnot But for reality My reality of what my perfect creative life would be Would be to be Technically retired, living on Catalina Island, but running the compound and the fighters to where they could come over there, I could show them some techniques or something in my garage or like on outside in the sand, you know, on the beach, and show like, hey, you know, ask me a couple questions what you would do in jiu-jitsu or boxing here, and I can answer those or make some videos that were instructional videos. And then having the business run itself, the way of what my vision is for um, the compound, but it running itself productively and me not having to worry about it, knowing, like, Quantel's got it. Like, if it's a Wednesday and I wanna go on a trip, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because it's hard sometimes on the weekends for me. So if I want to take a three-day vacation to say, Catalina, I'll just use that as an example because I love it there and grew yeah. up there. So if I wanna take a vacation, I know that on Wednesdays, like, I'm very comfortable because Chris Getz is there, Quantel Langford is there, Andy Schnoddick is there. And I know there's three professional, amazing guys that I can count on and trust, it would be awesome to have it be like that 100% of the time, 365 (laughs) days a year, to where when I wanted to come in to the compound, I and this is, like you said, ideally for my creative idealism for my life, I could want to come in, but if I don't, I don't have to, and it's still running itself and making itself money, and people are still benefiting from the compound being there, but I don't have to be like oh my God, I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to clean the toilet and I got to mop up this little pile of water and I got to go get branched chain amino acid drinks and I got to rearrange the, uh, you know, just just heart stuff to make sure customers see it every time they walk in the door and I got to make sure that the boxing coach is starting right at 7 p.m. and stuff, which I don't have to micromanage that much stuff because I'm pretty close to everybody. Like I said, on Wednesdays when you're there and everybody, I just feel so comfortable and it would be great if we could get you know, just the ball running and enough members and stuff to where it just ran itself like that. To where then I could contribute what I want to, yeah, not what I have to. Yeah. If that makes sense, because then yep. it that opens up all that time that you talk about for sweat equity and brain equity to see. I don't know what else I'd wanted to, do, unfortunately, which <laughs> would be nice to figure that out yep. at one point to where I'm not just like paying a bill, paying a bill, paying a bill, paying a bill. Yeah. Um, so that would be ideal, and hopefully I can, I can get that in the next decade, in and, and the next 2020, you know? But I love that question, actually, because right. I don't usually think about it.
0: <laughs> so how can, uh, how can people reach out to you if they're wanting to uh, join, uh, join to be a member of Compound, or if they want to get private lessons with you, uh, or they're talking about just thinking about fighting, thinking about competing? Um, not, in a, not just an MMA, but you know grappling or jiu-jitsu, how can people reach out to you?
1: The uh, easiest way, which I'm I'm completely transparent about getting a hold of me, nowadays everybody's on their phone, right? Everybody's yeah. looking at their phone, so I'll just give you my cell phone number, 424-241-9101. The compound numbers go straight to my phone anyway, everybody texts and whatnot. The website is thecompoundmma.com. There's a big flashing arrow and stuff that says sign your life away. And right now, you, which we thought was a kind of cute way to, uh, to put things up. That was actually Nate's idea, but in one of your clients. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you can sign the waiver right there. If you sign the waiver, it goes straight to our email. You get a free T-shirt. You get two weeks free. We don't want you to make a commitment for the year of 2020 without trying it, without trying Quantel Langford's class, yeah. without trying Chris's boxing class and strength and conditioning, without training with Sean loffler a little bit. So try for a couple weeks for free, and if it's a good fit for you, we'll be right there. And then obviously, social media look up Compound Gym. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, and we love to have people there. And as you can tell, we've got a cool network of people. We got. Uh, we got kids from Anthony that train that that um, that are part of our community to kids that we don't even know their names. And um, and they're and they're welcome just as much as anybody.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a, a very interesting episode with the, the the madness of Sean Loeffler. That's right. Has come to the great of Bruce. <laughs> um, so you you've got a a, a small snippet of uh, of his mind. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, he, he may come out with his own podcast one day but uh, i'd like for anyone to uh, sort of preview what he's uh, what he's about but yeah hey if you're in the area please check out the compound uh if you're looking to get in shape if you're looking to uh you know just uh really just restart you know new year it's supposed to be new year new me uh you might as well try it out at the compound so you get two weeks free and um, you're, you're like I said, you're not just joining a gym. Like I said, you're joining a uh, a family, uh, a culture, a community. So, yeah, it's one of those to where uh, I'll be there, Sean's there, plus the other coaches. So um, if you get a chance uh, and, you're, and you're looking to make a change and uh, transform your body, transform your life, you can check out the compound. But uh, once again, this has been another great episode. Hey, have a, a great new year. Uh, I hope everybody has a, a great 2020. This, like I said, this is uh, episode 43, I believe. Nice. Uh, yeah, so Happy New Year. <laughs> so we're so we're getting there, but uh, yeah, uh, Happy New Year's to everyone, and uh, I hope for uh, success and uh, for my creators. Hey, make it. Just make it. Don't don't worry about uh, any of the naysayers. Uh, like Sean says, hey, believe in yourself. Bank on yourself uh, because no one else is going to believe in you. So you might as well believe in yourself. Um, so other than that, it's been a great episode of the Creative Brew. Be creative. Stay inspired.
1: Thanks, I Love you,
0: man. All right.